You're listening to the Going Offsides podcast. Your home for lacrosse news, stories, and everything in between. So it's Selection Sunday, if you will, if you want to call it that. And we finished up the conference tournaments, what, yesterday, last night? Yep, last night. And then the coaches voted today, all five of them. And, uh, you know, they rank the teams, I think, in descent, or they give whoever their number one team is 10 points, and they work their way down to the 10th spot. And then we get the final poll, and we also get the at-large teams via that process. So before we get into the bracket and who's going to be playing on what, what day was it? It's May 6th, 7th, and 8th, three days in a row. Uh, let's talk about each conference and how they kind of played out. So why don't you start? We already covered the KCAC quarters last week. So why don't you start with the KCAC semis, John? Yeah, so starting off with the KCAC semis, as you said, we had Columbia and William Penn, which we kind of talked about last week where they had played and it was a very close game in the first one. And we expected a pretty similar game. We didn't think it was a fluke. And it was an all right game this time. It was 14 to 7 Columbia. So they didn't necessarily run away with it. Got a couple extra goals in late, but not quite as close as uh, the previous game had been. And then after that, we had what we accurately predicted as the game of the week St. Ambrose Benedictine, which was 10 9 double overtime. That one was a wild one. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but like you said, we we knew it was going to be close, and that I think that game went a long way in proving to some of the voters that Benedictine deserved to be at nationals, which we'll we'll get into in a little bit. And then the KCAC finals, you had or we had, everybody had Columbia and St. Ambrose. What happened in that game? Yeah, you know, this one, I thought going in, St. Ambrose might be able to pull it off. And uh, I was wrong. It was 16 to 6 Columbia. It was never really a close game. I mean, it seemed like it was constantly a four to five goal game. And then Columbia actually put in two goals in the last minute to even really kind of bury them a little bit further. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And moving over into the WAC, we start with the quarterfinals, which was first game was Lords Madonna. And this is another one of those games where I thought might be, you know, might be game of the week. Madonna may have had a couple players out because of injury and Lords has just been playing very, very well as of late, kind of trending in the right direction the last month or so of the season. Uh, their goalies played incredibly well and they were able to put Madonna away 12 to four. Aquinas made quick work of Taylor winning 20 to four. And I think, uh, was it Mitch Haggard had like eight points or something like that. He had some ridiculous amount of points in that game. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm not even going to bother to look it up, but it's glad to see him back in the NAIA moving on to the semis. Then we had Concordia Aquinas in what was an overtime game not too long ago. And it was really close for a while, but Concordia definitely pulled away in the fourth, winning that game 17 to 13. Uh, Sam Bowling, the goalie for Concordia, played incredibly well. He's been playing really well all year, and he's got to be, you know, hopefully we'll see how Nationals goes, but he's got to be in contention for maybe a postseason award. Uh, Indiana Tech then played Lords 17 to 10. 
Lords played well again. It's just, you know, it, it was hard for them to keep up. Uh, Indiana Tech has a way of making you make a lot of mistakes. They control the ball. They move the ball very quickly. And, you know, they just, they played really, really well in that game and, and ended Lord's season, unfortunately, with that win. Then the WAC finals, we had Indiana Tech against Concordia for the second time in what, two weeks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, this one was nine, nothing at halftime. And I don't know if we watched a good majority of that game and Concordia really just didn't look comfortable on offense. I'll say that uh, their defense played pretty well, but every time like it was either in the clear or an early offense, there were just a lot of turnovers and it ended up costing them the game. They definitely looked better that, you know, they tied the second half four to four. So they definitely settled in, but it was a little bit too little too late. So uh, we'll be seeing a rematch of that game. And we'll talk about that in a second. And then you're going to talk about the AAC uh, quarterfinals. Yeah. Quarterfinals. Nope. Semifinals. Uh, semifinals. Go ahead. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So we had the rematch of Reinhardt and St. Am St. Andrews. And that's one I know a lot of fans were looking forward to. There's a bit of drama in the last meeting and Reinhardt ended up running away with this one, 26 to four. Um, it's pretty interesting. I was a little nervous about the Reinhardt offense, giving that coach snow wasn't going to be there. But defensive coordinator Trey Whittemore stepped up and led the team home to a victory. Yeah, and, you know, I think that game went about exactly how we thought. I, I didn't expect, even if they were, you know, motivated, I didn't expect them to, to get to like 30 or over 30, even though I think if they wanted to, maybe they could have rushed things along. But I think they were very comfortable in that. I'm sure they played just about everybody. And, you know, St. Andrews is a program on the rise, that's for sure. But Reinhardt's still, you know, the, what is it, three-time defending champions. So it's it's not a huge deal to lose to them in the conference semifinals. What happened in the other semifinal game? Yeah, so we had Cumberlands and Tennessee Westland. And Cumberlands ended up winning 14-5. to Pretty similar game to the first time they met earlier in the season. Um, was hoping for a little bit more out of T-Dub. Um, I don't know what specifically about that matchup this year has given them problems, but they just haven't looked very comfortable on offense against Cumberland this year. Yeah, Cumberland's is super athletic and I think maybe a little deeper as well. And I think that may have caused some issues. But, you know, when when they're clicking, we've seen this all year long, right? When Cumberland's is clicking on offense, they tend to win. It's just, you know, they, they play as well as their offense does. And when their offense slows down, I don't think the defense is quite good enough to make up for that. And that's when you see them get into some trouble. So as long as the offense is clicking, they're going to be in just about every game. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. All right. So moving on, we have the final poll of the season, and I'm pulling that up right now. Obviously, Reinhardt is number one, followed we by the uh, finals. Oh, for oh for yeah, yeah. KC, AC, and AAC. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so we had the the finals of the AAC, and we had Reinhardt beating Cumberland's ten to three. I want to say that was the exact same goal margin from the first meeting this year. The big difference I've noticed between the two teams is Reinhardt just finds ways to get a little more open on offense, where Cumberland's is kind of forced to settle for twelve to fifteen yard shots, and 
against Matt Webb, those are tough shots to make. Yeah, for sure. It's a very talented goalie, good defense. You're going to have to, you know, you can't rely on that outside shooting against Reinhardt. It's just not going to work out for you. And then we had the KCAC championship as well, which was Columbia versus St. Ambrose. And I was hoping that one would be a little bit closer, but final 16 to six. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it was kind of, like you said, we thought it'd be closer. It wasn't that close. Columbia proving, you know, we were a little worried about them recently, not maybe being as crisp as they had been earlier in the season, but they ended up pulling it out and, and doing it in convincing fashion. So now we move over to the final or the final poll before the end of season poll after the championships. And we've got Reinhardt at number one, Indiana Tech at number two, Columbia at number three, Kaiser at number four. They were tied previously with St. Ambrose at four, and now there's a one-point difference. St. Ambrose is now five. Cumberland's bumps up to six. Concordia at seven, and Benedictine at eight. And with that, we have our all of our conference champions in the finals, the National Invitational Bracket, if you will, a.k.a. the National Championship. And we have a couple matchups. We're going to break these matchups down next week because we don't have games uh, between now and next Monday. But the first matchup is number one, Reinhardt against number eight, Benedictine at 10 a.m. on Thursday next week. We've got Kaiser against St. Ambrose at 1 p.m. Columbia against Cumberlands at 4 p.m. And Indiana Tech versus Concordia for the third time in what I think is three weeks at 7 p.m. What is, well, who are the snubs, if you will, or who could you, have you made an argument for? Because I know some people were making some arguments for another team to make it. And who's your favorite game in that first round? Yeah, so I think if you want to call it a snub, which I kind of don't think it was, I think the committee got it right, to be honest. Well, we both um, had the were... same eight teams making it. So we both, we both were pretty, you know, spot on. There wasn't, that big of an argument but the one that people were making lords and aquinas yeah and i think it's pretty simple when you break it down concordia beat them both in the regular season right concordia beat aquinas twice if you include the semifinal game so it just comes down to that really that i mean it's harder to tell a team that made it to the conference championship uh, when they've played well all year, they have a couple out of conference wins too, that you're not going to make it. And just so people know the difference between eighth and ninth spot was three points, which means Lords overall had three less points in the polls from the coaching coaches in the, in the ballots than Benedictine did. And Lords to Concordia was five points and probably about a vote or two. Yep. Each. Yep, a couple spots. And then Aquinas was 21 points, which puts them eight points out. So they were a little further out from Lords. So those are the two teams. But I think if you're going to take two from the WAC this year, they took the correct two. And um, it's just a really interesting year in the WAC when you don't have a couple teams that you're used to seeing, like Indiana Tech and Siena Heights, uh, be a part of the conversation. So I think the committee took the best whack teams that fin the two best whack teams that finished the season. And I think it'll be interesting to see Indiana tech Concordia for the third time and see if coach McGuire can come up with a couple solutions to, you know, to 
to basically beat Indiana Tech because that's been a thorn in their side all season long. Yeah, definitely. And as you asked earlier about the, the games I'm most excited for, I guess I really have two. And I would go with number four and number five, Kaiser and St. Ambrose. And I think part of that is because we know what we have in St. Ambrose, 13 and three team, very solid, maybe not great in one specific area. And then we have Kaiser, who we haven't seen a lot of them lately. And I mean, they beat Cumberland's early in the year, I want to say by three or four, but they're kind of shut down a little bit against Reinhardt. And then the rest of the season, they kind of beat up on the AAC teams a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see what version of Kaiser we see. Yeah. I mean, you haven't seen them play in a while and, uh, you know, they've been at this stage before, so I'm not, I'm not super worried about them. Honestly, I think, I think both teams are good. I mean, you have to be good to get to this stage. Right. But I think that, uh, I think Kaiser's they're in a good spot. I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. I have, I have faith in that coaching staff, so we'll, we'll see what happens, but we'll break down each matchup in more detail next week. We'll also talk about, some awards type situation, just some fun stuff. We're going to do an all freshman team this year, kind of what college cross does for D one. We're going to do one of those. And then we're going to have some fan votes over on the NAI and uh, lax updates account to, you know, kind of give the people a way to, to celebrate some specialists, some, you know, goalie of the year, attackman player of the year, all that stuff. So Johnny's going to be doing that over on the, on the Twitter account and uh, we'll see you all next week. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, give us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Going Offsides.